Rural Focus. Triple M and his tweet with Rural Focus. Let's find out and see what we can read in tomorrow's edition of the Farm Weekly. As always, editor Darren O'Day is with us. Morning, mate. Good morning, Troy. Good to speak with you again. Well, a northern farming family is scrambling to get some new insurance cover. What's the latest on this? The latest on that, Troy, is that um, they got a phone call and some contact in mid-December, uh, mid-January mm. saying that their insurance policy, uh, which was due to be renewed in mid-February, um, would not be renewed. They're not going to insure them. The couple we spoke to is Kim and Kylie Lakeman. They farm out of Bunjil. You know, we understand that they're one of several clients from Acme Farm Insurance who've had their policies cancelled at short notice or not renewed at short notice. And as a result, they're sort of now scrambling to get quotes and organise insurance for another company and get all that done uh, and in place for full farm cover before seeding gets underway. Uh, it all started when uh, their local insurance broker advised them you know, last month that um, it would be cancelled uh, and that they'd have to seek alternative insurance for the farm. They're a little bit mystified as to why why this has happened. They've been with this company for about five years. They've only made one claim and it yep. was about 200, $285,000 for damage. And that was from, uh, I think, from damage from ex-tropical cyclone Serosia that was up in the, in the, in the Midwest at that time. You know, and they're sort of saying, well, because maybe their farm is, so, farm is so remote, maybe that's a reason for the policy cancellation. So they've been with them for five years and they're really not sure why. So in response to that, um, Acme Farm Insurance said any decision to uh, not renew a policy would be was a difficult one and it was made after careful consideration. They said there's also a number of driving factors when they make any decision to renew any policies and that includes the need to effectively manage its risks exposure and it sort of says in instances where it's not able to offer insurance policy renewals they'll work diligently with the clients to understand um, when the policy expires and what their next steps are so we'll sort of dig into that a little bit more in this edition but we understand there's a few others in that area that may have also been in the same boat so it's uh yeah it's it's not a good one and particularly you know this time of the year when you know there's always going to be the the likelihood of storms going through and they're getting ready for seeding or Mm. it's just it's just another thing that a lot of farmers probably didn't really need to you know insurance is key Absolutely. So they yep. make, make sure they get that lined up. Uh, also in tomorrow's paper, mate, uh, a story on a country town that's embracing community cropping program for the very first time. Yeah, and we've probably done a lot of stories, and you probably have over the years, on community crops and how successful they are in, in regional you know, Western Australia. And they're sort of great fundraisers for the local communities and local sporting clubs. You know, they help, you know, everyone chips in, provides much-needed funds. Uh, the latest one to do that is Boyout Brook put their first community crop in this year. And the idea from that is so they can sort of progress uh, what they want to the next stage of an integrated sports and recreation centre for the town. And that's going to be at the, uh, the Boy Outbrook Football Club and General Sporting Clubhouse. And they, what, what they want to do is sort of establish a multi-purpose indoor sports facility so they can have netball, basketball, badminton, things like that in there. So it's all sort of come about because uh, a couple of local farmers, Charles Caldwell and Simon Purse, they've donated 35 and 12 hectares respectively. Other farmers are going to donate machinery for seeding and um, chemical machinery dealers. I understand they're even going to run some local demonstrations there yeah, right. at the site during the yeah. season. Uh, talking of insurance, apparently the insurance has been do- <laughs> donated, uh, you know, along with slime and, and fur and things yeah, like right. that. So yeah. Everyone's sort of chipping yeah, in and doing fantastic. what they can in the town. And, you know, the idea is to, um, you know, have, have a sports and recreation core in the town for they can keep a vibrant community and they really just want people to stay in the town yep. uh, rather than have to travel outside for sport and you know one of their things is that you know also provides a lot of social interaction and mental health benefits and things like yeah, that so yeah. so obviously there's going to be a lot of community crops happening again this year as we understand and um, obviously Boyd Brooks now part of that process and um, good luck to all involved and the sheep and farming industry met with the uh, federal agriculture minister when he was in WA last week mate but a lot of us are still 
None the wiser. None the wiser, Troy, I think is the catchphrase that we actually went with this week. Uh, and it's, it's also the catchphrase a lot of farmers have done. And uh, We've spoken to quite a few. Yeah. Um, one was actually James from the uh, Livestock Exporters Association. And he just sort of said, you know, it just the, the meeting with the minister was probably much one-way traffic. They didn't mm-hmm. learn anything new. They just said it's another attack on uh, farming from government policies, you know, and they're really just frustrated about it all. Um, you know, the government was rehanded a, a, a report from the independent panel four months to go on how to um, phase out the industry. Uh, the government still hasn't actually spoken about that policy. You know, Mr. James went on to say that, sort of say that, you know, we're not talking about the corporate and the big end of town here that's going to be affected. He sort of made it quite clear to Mr. Watt, you know, they're talking about family businesses that are here, you know, be it truck drivers, farmers, exporters, you yeah. know, and then there's a knock-on effect to all the other, Absolutely. you know, facilities in yep. the town. And, and even one of the, uh, apparently there was a transport operator from a small community town there, and he met with the panel as well. And he sort of said that, you know, if, if the phase-out happens, uh, he'll have to sell two of his three trucks, uh, which means that also two truck drivers will, will, will lose jobs. The local yep. mechanic will miss out on work, uh, and then there's apparently five children in, involved in that, and that you know they'll go to the local school, so they might move town. So then there's five less kids in the town. So you know it's all just hinging on you know the government policy. Obviously, the policy will be in place if the federal government is re-elected at the next election. Mm, yeah. So obviously, Labor Party is pinning their hopes on that. Um, so obviously, a lot of farmers are pinning their hopes that it won't happen. Um, you know, it's just it's just a lot of uncertainty, yep. but it's also you know the the narrative behind mm, you know yeah. what, what's happening yeah. in the you know, as we see today across my desk, there's been a, a statement from the Australian Alliance for Animals, and they're sort of welcoming the government's plan to um, formally introduce a bill to, to phase out the live sheep exports by sea. You know, they're turning around and saying, you know, it just makes sense from every angle. And what's quite interesting is they said it would strengthen rural communities through increased investment in value-adding and local supply chains via the chilled meat export trade, create new jobs and provide producers with profitable and secure income streams. Yeah, it's interesting how different sides of the argument actually uh, pitch their cases there Absolutely. so uh, yeah. you know that makes sense in theory but in reality it's not going to be anything like that as we all know and you know farmers just need an avenue to um to sell their sheep yeah no you say that too mate and i spoke with john hassel this morning because uh the green senator well a green senator from new south wales <laughs> is apparently going to be uh looking to to move a motion to put legislation in place to, to ban the uh the live sheep trade yes. so uh, yep. so we'll wait yeah, that's, that, that's, that's that. apparently today as yes. we understand yes, yes. Yeah. yeah yeah all right so those wonderful stories and and more in the Farm Weekly out tomorrow. Mate, I know that you're busting to go and get a coffee, so I'll let you go and do that. <laughs> and I'll, um, I'll chat with you again next week. Speak to you seven days, Troy.